Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, welcome to a fanless uh, another digital citizen. That joke is just funny for me and Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, bro. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. This 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 uh, podcast have has no fans because I well, not like BTS. We don't have fans like K-pop fans or anything like that. <laughs> and we don't have like. Literal fans on Twitter. Even though it is 87 Fahrenheit outside. I'm dying. In Norway, right. In Norway. I. It's not allowed to be 87 fucking Fahrenheit <laughs> there. When I become a dictator of Norway, I will write that in the law. <laughs> <laughs> the sun will be punished. <laughs> Apparently it was uh, a, a, about 100 degrees in Siberia a couple days ago as well, which is like Siberia, wow. 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, which is not, wow. that's not normal at all whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not a very big fan of this new thing called... What is it called again? Heat? Something... Heat, yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Heat, to be honest. I wasn't a big fan of WWE Heat in the 90s, either. It was a bad show. <laughs> it, was a, it wasn't a great show. <laughs> Hashtag references. All right. <laughs> <laughs> The movie with Eddie Murphy as well. That was called uh, Heat. Uh, no, it was Al Pacino. Oh, it was Al Pacino. That's right. Yeah, a pretty good movie, actually. <laughs> actually, a very good movie. Yeah. <sighs> but still, not as hot as it is here. Hello, all Twitchers, <laughs> Twitchers that are listening. Uh, what are you calling when people are streaming on Twitch? Twi- are they twitchies. They're twitchies. Twitchy. They're twitchy. They're twitchy. <laughs> Hello, everybody in the marbles community. Have you lost your marbles yet? See what I did there? Yes. Uh, I think the last podcast uh, has like uh, a lot of other view- uh, listeners, and I like that. I, I think it's interesting that, uh, yeah. People are checking us out. I, Apparently. I got a very pop- yeah, I got a very popular Twitch uh, Twitcher to say our name. I sent you a, a clip of that. That was kind of funny. You did? I did not see this clip. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to find this. I sent you it on, on the podcast link. Uh, chat. I, just, I just didn't see it I, I, or whatever. Because, you know, we send a lot of links back and forth, so it's very possible I just missed it in the flood of we links never, that we send stuff back and forth. We, we literally we send like two or three things to each other every day. So <laughs> We never say, say, send links. Now it was on this, uh, it was on your private chat actually. I'll send it again. Maybe we'll check uh, it out in the Jeremy round. Maybe we can actually just w- watch it in the Jeremy round. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. Um, uh, 
Uh, her name uh, is Miss uh, Destruction. That is a very cool Twitch name. Um, what else have you done this week? Uh, well, I had a little uh, bit of a scare this week. My chinchilla uh-huh. had a little bit of uh, bowel problems. He wasn't. He wasn't pooping. Oh. He was not pooping great, and so I had to. Um, I spent like a whole night sitting there rubbing his belly and playing playing with him because he was he wasn't feeling well and uh, I was we were able to get through it but it was a little scary for a minute there it was Thursday night I was like oh gosh he was he did not he was not happy but now uh, he's super happy he's running around uh, taking treats that was the thing that really scared me is he didn't want his treat and when he doesn't ah. want a treat I was like okay something's wrong here. Um, but we were yeah, able to get not, through it. Not, it's not that long ago since you lost. Uh, oh, it's been one. years since I lost my other chinchilla. It's been years and years. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. He. I mean, he. But he's getting up there in age. Felix is twelve. Yeah. In yeah. November, twelve in November, mm-hmm. which you know, for a chinchilla. 15 is about, like, kind of average age, like, how right. old they get. So he's getting up there in age right now. And how old are you again? <clears throat> 40, I'm going to be 40, no, 30, 37, 40? I don't know my age. I know my chinchilla's age better than I know my own age. That was my fucking point. You know how old your chinchilla is. You don't know how old you are. <laughs> Say something. Hey, did you know sharing this podcast is free, even though it's hot? That's right. Share it uh, on all social media platforms available right now, as, as long as they're available, you know, until the U.S. government uh, deletes all the social media accounts. <laughs> Everything gets shut down. <laughs> as soon, right, because Facebook's going to be gone. Pretty soon it's starting to feel like. <laughs> Feels like everything is shutting down this week. Anyway, uh, let's go right into the news. As someone else has said many times before. Uh, Fuji, I love his name. Fuji says uh, Trump never asked him uh, to slow down. The corona down, uh, coronavirus testing. Right, this is from... Uh, there was... Trump had a rally, first presidential rally this week. Did you see any yeah, other footage and it from was that? sold out. It was maxed out. It was, it was no place for anybody to sit. <laughs> uh, not so much. Uh, it seems like <laughs> they uh, got played by both... K-pop fans and other people online. Did you see what happened there? Yep. Yep. Very funny. Very, uh, very funny. A bunch of people online decided, hey, we're going to pretend like we're going to go. We're going to RSVP for this event, but we're not actually going to go to the event. <laughs> so it looked like there were like a million people that were going to go. The Trump campaign had like a whole stage set up outside the event for people who weren't able to get into the building because the 200,000 seat arena, they thought, oh, we're not going to have enough space for all the people that are going to show up, uh, and none of those amount of people, I think 6,000 people showed up as opposed to a million, right. um, right. they had to break down the outdoor, uh, stage because nobody was out there, uh, it was very, 
it was very embarrassing for the Trump campaign, hilarious for us. Uh, at that event, Trump came out and said uh, that he told his people, is what he said, I told my people to slow down testing. So people were like, you did what? You told your people to slow down testing. That seems mm -hmm. very weird. And the reason he said he did it is because it would show the more testing you do, the more cases there are. Right, Fro? Which is yeah, kind of obvious. Logic, logic 101. <laughs> but to him, if you test less, that means there's less cases. I don't think yeah. that's how that works. No, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> because if you don't test for a sickness, it will definitely go away. If you put your <laughs> head in the sand, the hyena isn't going to bite you. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, at a hearing before the House Energy and Commerce Committee on Tuesday, Dr. Anthony Fauci <sighs> said that President Trump had never asked him asked him to slow down coronavirus testing in the U.S. and other panel, uh, uh, and the other panel witnesses uh, also said the same thing. They echoed his claims. Uh, Dr. Robert Redfield, Dr. Stephen Hahn, and Assistant Health Secretary Adam, oh, uh, Administer Brett Gior. So all these people said Trump never told them to slow down testing, even though he said, I told my people. So my question is, who the hell is Trump's people if these weren't his people? I think Trump has this world where he doesn't know the difference between sleeping and being awake. So everything he does in his sleep is actually <laughs> also facts. <laughs> so maybe he dreamt that he gave like a thing. I gave this very beautiful speech. It was so beautiful. I told everybody to calm down with this corona testing. Right, yeah. He's, he, his pseudofed meth pseudofed induced dreams. Right. Um, yeah. The methadone induced dreams. Uh, I, I kind of think what happened here is he did say to somebody, hey, let's slow down testing. I think that's possible. Um, and maybe it was Ivanka, and she just never right. told doc Dr. Fauci, right? right <laughs> I told right. my people, and I'm putting that in air quotes, my people. What does that mean? I told my people. like I told Eric. Right. <laughs> I, I told Baron, and I expected him to go to Dr. Fauci and tell <laughs> And when he comes out to the White House, he's like so pissed. He goes like, "Man, what did you tell me? Did you this week? Uh, was it this week or last week? There was a big thing on uh, on TikTok and a little bit on Twitter as well. Uh, the Save Baron meme. Okay. There's a bunch of people who are like, we got to get Baron out because he's, he's just a little <laughs> kid and he, he's being <laughs> abused. Like, it was, it was kind of a funny meme. There's like a bunch of pictures of Baron, like, uh, in the presidential limo, like, looking out the window right. very, like, listless, listlessly, like, oh, and it looks like, oh, I just want to get him out of the limo. He just needs to get away. <laughs> he's just a little kid, bro. He's just a little kid. Uh, we don't have this uh, on in the news, but did you watch this uh, John Bolton uh, interview? Uh, I, I, there's a reason we don't have it on the, 
on the news is because John Bolton is a liar and he's selling a book. And so none of this stuff yeah. is actually relevant to anybody. If you believe anything John Bolton's saying, you're basically a moron. <laughs> it is so I find it very I find it very interesting because he kind of like he looks very <laughs> like grandpa like if you understand what I mean. Like he, if he was somebody's grandpa I wouldn't be very surprised. He ve- looks very kind and very things like that. And I watched this interview and I was like, what? Really? Can this be true? And then I was like, I was thinking of something like you said now, like he has lied so many times. Why should we believe in on this book? I don't get it. And Why he's, uh, he's an incredibly hardcore warmongering neocon who right. his biggest problem was tr- with Trump is that he didn't attack Iran sooner. Like, yeah. remember when we bombed Soleimani? He was like, I want to do that. I wish we would have done that sooner and killed yes. more yeah. Iranians. He was upset yeah. that we didn't kill just civilians and that we only just killed Soleimani. He wanted us to kill a yeah. bunch of Iranians. <laughs> that was his big problem with Trump, not anything else. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm never going to buy that book. And, and, but the but, thing uh, is, now the Democrats yeah. are acting like John Bolton is like the big hero. This is like the Mueller hero, thing, yeah, where we're like, yeah. it's Robert Mueller. Why are you treating this guy like a hero? Stop it. This is ridiculous and stupid. <laughs> <sighs> no, this whole interview, it was so cringeworthy. If you're not uh, able to see through all the lies that he's doing, it's just like it's terrible. He's selling a book. You know, he's, it, this is all about making money off a book. That's all it's about. Yeah. Yeah. The same with James, when James Cameo book came out as well. That was also a piece of shit. Oh, James Comey. From a, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, there has been uh, <laughs> still some writing and things like that in in uh, in the states. Not as much this week as it was last week. It still has happened. Uh, uh, in Norway, there has been a big talk, and uh, I think it was a demonstration about removing uh, Winston Churchill statue outside of. Uh, one of the buildings in in Norway. I think Tron is going to mention that when he tell, uh, tells the truth. Multiple statues and, have been torn down here. It seems like that right. is kind of... There is somewhat... Some people believe that's the new focus, is to tear down statues. I, I, I mean, I understand the sentiment is like, hey, we don't want to glorify these horrible people. Uh, you don't go to right. Ger- Germany and see... Uh, Nazi statues, right, exactly. You don't see a Goebbel statue in the middle of downtown uh, uh, wherever in Germany. I can't think of a single German town for some reason. I I was so waiting for you to say Hamburg. (laughs) I know, I couldn't think of a single, I don't know why. (laughs) Like any town in, in, uh, I almost said Italy now. It is so warm, people. It is so warm. But yeah, no. Um, and I think people are maybe going a little extreme, getting away from everything that will hurt each other. It's like sawing <laughs> pillows under our kids 
arms. I don't really like that kind of thing. What are you talking and about? <laughs> I, have you never heard that expression? No. Oh, oh, I, I didn't know. It was, I thought you were saying there's some some people actually doing that this week. No, I never heard that expression no, no. either, though. It, it means that you're pantering. All right, uh, you're pa- you're patting them people. like you're right. Yeah. You're, uh, being way too soft on them, right? Right. And uh, this news uh, falls in that category, uh, at least for me, because Fortnite removes police cars amid anti-police brutality protests. Let me remind you, Fortnite is a game where you go around killing each other with guns. Just a reminder that you can take a big hammer that looks like a donkey and kill somebody with it, but you can't have police cars. Uh, for, uh, Fortnite just got a major update this week that brings the game into its latest season, which Fortnite has different seasons, along with a okay. major update, which flo- remember when they like shut down for a while and everybody mm-hmm. freaked out? That was like the end of season one, Is it, if you okay. remember that. right? Alongside that major update, which flooded the game's map and added a mess of new stuff, was a notable removal. Police cars are no longer in the game. Uh, the removal comes amid widespread anti-police brutality protests in the United States after George Floyd's death in police custody. Consumers and employees have put pressure on companies like Xbox and Amazon to address and sever partnerships with the police. Fortnite maker Epic Games declined Business Insider's request for comment on the removal or to confirm that police cars were removed even. Right. But so but they know they this. are. Think of the ridiculous length <laughs> people are willing to go. So you remember all the hoopla. It was some years ago when a certain someone uh, went back and fixed all his Star Wars movies. <laughs> yes, I do. In, in, in walkie-talkies. Right? Yes, uh, you remember that. Right. Uh, farting floating Yoda. I, that's what I remember from that whole thing. Yoda right. can George. fart and he float, floats around. <laughs> George Lucas. So I'm, I'm thinking now, are we going to go in every movie, every movie that contains a cop or a cop car or anything that references cop and fucking get, a, get it away? Because that is how it, this feels. This is atrociously stupid to use people's energy and uh, coding skills to. Like, I, 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 I can't fathom how fucking low companies are willing to go to lick people's assholes just because of, of, of being uh, SJW safe. But like, rem- it, reminder, it, this it, is it, a game where you shoot each other. And that's the point yes. of the game. <laughs> that is the point of the game is to shoot each other in the head, right? Okay, remember that. So this is like like Need for Speed right now. I'm 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 playing Need for Speed Pursuit or something. Okay, this yeah. week I, I love those I, games. I, I think yeah. Yes, and he uh, one you can be the police <laughs> and one you can be the robber and things like that. Right. Like, are you going to go and change everything like that? in future references of things like how fucking like 
are pantering and uh, everything needs to be like uh, it is now. Are you going to go? It is a trend that I really, 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 really dislike. You know what show they're not going to censor that is way worse of a cop cop show than anything else? What? Dragnet. I bet Dragnet's still around. I bet it's still available, even though it was a complete piece of propaganda created by the government, which is proven. But, you know, let's get rid of cops. Miami Vice. (laughs) Right. I mean, Dragnet was proven government propaganda, and yet, you know, I don't see anybody going, hey, we need to get rid of Dragnet. Yeah, and we need to get away with MASH because they show operations and they can show operations. And then you need to take away this and then you need to take away that. And it gets so fucking... I mean, MASH MASH is one of those things where uh, it reminds me a little bit of Hogan's Heroes where it's a comedy about one of the most horrible... Like, it's a comedy about the Korean War where Hogan's Heroes was a comedy about the... Uh, in uh, you know Nazi Germany uh, camps. You know it's a comedy right. show, but it's about this, right? So I can see Hogan's Heroes being something that in the future people go, "Hey, we can't have this. This is not acceptable." Mel Brooks made a extremely good movie called The Producers, not the remake, but the original one, where they may make a musical called Springtime for Hit. Mm-hmm. Like that. That is right. that is what it, this this fucking thing reminds me of. It's like it, right now it it feels like everybody is getting so so it's so dangerous to 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 hide things. You need to hide it for kids because kids kids are so I think so that, darn important. I think the reason it's weird to us is because when we were younger. The Christian right would attack books and say, "Hey, we can't have these books in school." Because, Harry Potter, right? Or, or like, like I said, think last week or the week before, uh, Huck Finn, uh, Tom Sawyer, yeah. these kind of things. It's like yeah. these were all coming from the conservative right, saying, "Hey, we can't have these in schools as they're teaching our kids bad things. Burn these books." And now we're getting up into 2020, and all of a sudden, it's the liberals. We're saying, hey, yeah. we got to get rid of this. We got to burn these books. We got to get rid of these websites. Get Alex yeah. Jones off of YouTube. These kind of things. Yeah. And it's like these were things that were values of the opposite opposing uh, team when we were younger. And now all of a sudden it's being done by the people who we were, were supposed to be on our side. And they're no longer apparently yeah. on our side. So to us as millennials and I guess Gen Xers a little bit. Because uh, we're you know older millennials, or you're a Gen Xer by one year, I think, or something weird yes. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To us, this is crazy because it's like the people who said who said, "Hey, we're on your side. We're against book burning." Are now burning books. Yeah. And uh, talking about Fortnite, because I mean they couldn't have a worse week this week. Video game streaming platform investigation allegations of sexual uh, harassment. Oh, what a surprise! Several major companies uh, that either stream uh, or, uh, or work on video games, including Twitch, 
Microsoft uh, and YouTube said they were investigating recent allegations of misconduct that surfaced online in recent days, according to statements. Uh, over the weekend, a host of uh, sexual misconduct and racism allegations were made uh, against uh, uh, many in the video game world, some of whom use Twitch, YouTube, and other platforms. On Sunday, streaming service Twitch said it would look into it claims of sexual harassment by users, business partners, and others, according to a statement of the company. Uh, and then we... Uh, uh, the, the, Twitch, the Twitch CEO, CEO tweeted a company-wide email saying the accusations of misconduct were currently being investigated. Uh, twi Twitch then did not respond for a request for additional comment uh, by NBC News. Right. Uh, users of other platforms were also hit with, uh, with uh, various allegations. Several YouTubers were accused of sexual harassment and misconduct. I will talk about some of them in, in, in the Jeremy round if you want to hear about that. Uh, YouTube declined to comment to NBC News. A lot of people declining said, to comment. A lot of people in yeah. this article de declining to comment. And then this felt very strange. So let me read it. Mixer, Microsoft streaming service, announced on Monday it was... Shuttering and would not, uh, uh, and uh, would and would redirect, would re redirect to Facebook Gaming. We decided to close the operation side of Mixer and help the community transition to uh, new platforms to better serve our community's needs. We're teaming up with Facebook to enable Mixer's community through transition into Facebook Gaming. <laughs> Mixer said in a blog post, the shutdown of Mixer was unrelated, just to feel this, was unrelated to the accusations that leveled up against it. So, but... I would guess, uh, for, Fro, that uh, shutting it down and transitioning to Facebook Gaming was something that had been planned months ago, and that it months. actually, it literally oh, had nothing yes. to do with it, it just happened to coincide, and then people freaked out, because, you know, internet. <laughs> Very bad timing. <laughs> exactly. But you, yeah. you you don't just, you don't just go, okay, let's shut it down, like, in two days. Like, this right. is something you have to plan ahead of time to make the actual transition smooth. So to say that they just, oh, we're, we're going to do it over the weekend, like, that's not something that a giant company is even... I don't think able to do, let alone would they do it. But it was kind of strange to see Mixer uh, trending two days for two different things. Um, but yeah, uh, prior to the statement, uh, former employee uh, level accusation of racism against Mixer saying that it was one of, uh, he was the only black uh, people working with their company as its tenure. He also claimed management uh, race uh, made racist statements that uh, an internal investigation that miniature was not penalized and Phil Spencer that is the vice president of mix uh, of uh, Microsoft and also more or less the Xbox broad right. Right. Uh, is will if if willing we can can conduct so uh, I can learn and understand more 
question mark. Racism will never be tolerated in on our teams or or uh, on our service. Spencer said, and it says allegations of harassment are now are not new in the gaming world. Uh, NBC spoke to dozens of women at Twitch convention in San Diego, TwitchCon, who all said they had experienced harassment on the platform in the past. So should we talk two seconds about Joe? I don't know if you'd at all follow him, or should uh, we do that in the Jeremy round? You you can talk about it. I don't. So yeah, like I I I I I do follow him on on YouTube. I think his content is interesting. He's very far away from me, political wise. I think he's very like uh, I would call him. Uh, somewhat Republican, uh, but uh, uh, Angry Joe uh, uh, had some accusations coming out with him, and uh, he made it clear in his videos he have given it to the lawyers and will come out with a statement of it. I mean, that is more or less oh, it, it, what... Uh, it already did. I sent you an article with the statement. Uh, oh. Yesterday, so I don't know. You you go check that out, and maybe we'll talk about that in the Jeremy round. Um, okay, cool. Let's go back to the George Floyd protests really quick. Trump administration used drones, heli- and helicopters to surveil the George Floyd protests in at least fifteen cities. Department of Homeland Security used not only helicopters, airplanes, but also predator drones in more than 15 cities to watch over the protests of the killing of George Floyd. And they obtained over 270 hours of surveillance, according to data from the Customs and Border Protection obtained by the New York Times and confirmed by The Hill. Uh, The DHS surveilled demonstrations in Dayton, Ohio, New York City, Buffalo, New York, and Philadelphia. Uh, Those are like the major, major cities among other cities. It then sent the footage back to control centers managed by Air and Marine Operations, uh, a CBD, a CBP uh, branch that was then made available to other federal and local agencies, meaning the cops. Uh, the data comes amid yeah. a national conversation over the role of police and law enforcement should play in dealing with protests. Uh, with scrutiny of certain local and federal tactics used during these demonstra- demonstrations. Yeah, that's saying something, isn't it? They use, like, predator drones are something you use if you're uh, surveilling a foreign country that is like a adversary of the United States. They were using that same technology against our own people, which is saying a lot. It's saying how much they're afraid of uh, the government is afraid of its own people. Is they're willing to use the same technology that we we would use on say uh, Iran or North Korea against its own people? That's pretty right. crazy. Uh, then this elderly black uh, uh, lives matter protester uh, that was injured by the police and trolled by Hunt in hiding after death threats. What is this? Well, we covered this. Remember this guy, Martin Gugino, yes. the protester from Buffalo, who they knocked over. We we did a whole thing on this when it actually happened. Martin Gugino, the protester who was shoved to the ground by the P- P- Buffalo police officers, 
uh, is recuperating in a secret location due to death threats. Uh, Martin Gugino's attorney said on Thursday that his client has received concerning and threatening messages and one letter. Somebody actually sent him like I'm snail sorry, mail. Sir. Right. Since he was assaulted, the 75-year-old activist was seen in a viral video being shoved by police officers. Days after the video, uh, the video be oh, days after the video began circulating online, Trump tweeted out that Mr. Gugino could have been an Antifa provocateur. Remember us covering that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Who was trying to scan police communications in order to black out equipment? The president's tweet, as well as other conspiracies, alleged that Gugino. A Catholic priest activist was a plant and that he faked his injuries. We covered that as well. His lawyer says the seriousness, seriousness of the threats uh, was still being determined uh, by the police. Mr. Gugino has been hospitalized since his injury and recent reports suggest he suffered brain injury and still isn't able to walk fro. And he's getting death threats. <sighs> I live in a country with crazy people. I, I, I think since maybe like middle school, I've been going, I hate people and uh, everybody around me is horrible. And now this week I was like, oh yeah, I've been right like my whole life. That, that works out pretty well. <laughs> Everybody's awful. Exactly. Everybody's terrible in their own way. <laughs> Everybody's so fast. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, no, it's it's just like eh, we were talking about systematic like racism. Like one of the things that I was thinking about this week is like how how <laughs> little America has changed because I I saw a movie this week that we will talk about a little later. That was talking about McCartanism and how much fucking hoopla there was around the McCarthy hearings and how that made uh, Russia one of the biggest enemies of, of America of all time. And it was all a big we, lie. Right. And it was based on a lie. Now we, we are many, many years later. What is the biggest lie we are being fed by? Everybody, yes, that Russia is the problem, and it like it seems like it hasn't moved on from that Ru Russia problem or the Russia allegations in the McCarthy hearings. Like that is some years ago. I think yeah, it's the same tactic is the thing. It's it's just yeah. the same. It, it, it's not even just Russia. It's the Red Scare because just look how we're treating China as well. It's oh get we got to be scared of those Reds. Get, Oh, those evil red communists coming after us. And it's just also this divide where, like, you look at how conservatives talk about liberals, and every liberal right. is is some kind, is, uh, is a communist. And then you listen to these very left-leaning uh, NBC, CNN watchers, and every right-wing right. person is a fascist, and there's no in-between. Right. Everybody's either a communist or a fascist, and there's no, like... Right. Normal people, apparently. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about China because you you have cancelled uh, uh, the trade deal with China. You you, you actually will not uh, trade anymore <laughs> with China. Apparently, that's what somebody named Peter Navarro said on Monday. Uh, mm -hmm. Then walked back uh, his earlier remarks on U.S.-China trade pact. Uh, 
It's almost like he's a stupid motherfucker, this Peter Navarro person. White House Trade Officer Peter Navarro on Monday walked back the earlier remarks that U.S. trade... U.S.-China trade pact was over, stoking volatility in the markets already frazzled by the coronavirus pandemic. I don't know about that. It seems like the stock market has been doing better <laughs> since yes. the pandemic thing. And that says a lot about what's actually yep. going on in America, is that the yep. stock market is better now that poor people are hurting more. And I mean, that says mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, Navarro said... I wonder his, what that, that could be from. Yeah. Oh, break the Wall Street, maybe? Hmm. Navarro said in his comments were taken wildly out of context while the U.S. president yeah, confirmed that the t in a tweet that the deal with China was still fully intact. Uh, earlier, Navarro told Fox News... It wasn't Fox fucking news! I saw him talk about this! Earlier, Navarro told Fox News <laughs> it's over in an interview when asked about the trade agreement. He said the turning point oh. came when the United States learned about the spread of coronavirus only after the Chinese delegation had left Washington... Uh, so they were mad because China didn't tell them sooner. Yeah, so it's all blown out of proportions when you say it on something like Fox News, because we learned something very funny this week, that Fox News isn't really news, it's just entertainment. Nobody believes anything that Fox News said. Do you just? We just learned that this week, yeah, but... Yeah, mm -hmm. that's how that works. <laughs> we just learned that this week. <laughs> just this week we learned that. We never knew that before. Oh, just so, uh, it aggregates me when people are are as stupid as this. It makes me. Oh, well, I talked about this before. I, it it has to do with like uh, this whole concept of. The left is trying to get all the liberals to hate Russia, and the right is getting all the Republican, the conservatives, I mean, to hate China. And what's going to end up happening is everybody's going to agree in America to go to World War III because the right hates China, and the left hates Russia, and as long as we're fighting them, then everybody agrees. Does that make sense? Yep. Wag the dog. If you see that documentary, it's very good. That's all I have to say. Yeah, uh, I think what we're about to watch about Stonehenge maybe has a lot to do with combat more than they're letting on. <laughs> but I'll talk about that after we watch this video. Fro, you got you got the video up. I am very soon uh, around uh, that. Uh, apparently, uh, there are giant pits uh, or possibly tunnels that have been found circling Stonehenge, um, miles of, of possible old tunnels or pits of some type, uh, circling oh. Stonehenge. So let's go ahead and see a little thing from Reuters about that. In three, two, one, play. So Archaeologists have made an exciting new discovery near Stonehenge. Okay, we're seeing a Britain's picture of Stonehenge. A circle of Graphic, I guess. Two kilometers wide was found near the site. It may raise new questions as to the origins and meaning of the mysterious prehistoric monument. It's I think this might have been a moat, like to defend it, Fro. Does that make sense? The builders of stone yeah. once lived and feasted. Evidence suggests the pits date back to the same period some 4,500 years ago. Archaeologist Dr. Richard Bates explains. These are 20 meter diameter, at least five meter deep, sometimes even deeper, we think, uh, shafts or pits 
that have been dug into the chalk and are oriented in a kind of an arc both to the south and the north of Durrington Walls. The orientation of them, the, the spacing of them, would suggest that they have some organised sort of ritualistic reason for being there. The circle of pits is significantly larger than any comparable prehistoric monument in Britain. The discovery was made by a team of archaeologists from several universities, only using remote sensing technology and sampling, without any need for excavations. The exact purpose of the standing stones at Stonehenge still remains unknown to scientists, but the latest discovery provides insight into how our Neolithic ancestors may have lived. Hmm, there you go. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, what could it be? What, uh, Like I said, I think it possibly could have been some type of moat to like defend yeah. against an, an opposing army or somebody who was trying to attack right. Stonehenge. Yeah. They were saying Looks something like ritualistic, maybe a burial, yeah. m burial, uh, air, like where you would, would... Wouldn't they find like skeletons? Well, they, they, it just said they didn't actually excavate it. They used, uh, Ground, ground penetrating radar and other things, so they didn't actually dig yeah, anything up. So if they do dig it up, the I don't know. I, I don't know that much on, about on the radar. Yes, on the radar you would see bones, of course. Maybe, yeah. I guess I just I don't know that much about ground penetrating radar. So now, me neither. I I have never been out ground pounding. So <laughs> that sounded more sexual than it needed to be. <laughs> I, well, it sounded like uh, you were a door-to-door -door salesman, like your pet. Like, yeah. you know. I never been out ground pounding, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Selling vacuums, yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, Trump is going to tell the truth. Keep your eyes on the prize. This is Trump with Trump tells the truth. I like what happened for the last few weeks. It looks like for a couple of minutes that we can get civil rights up to a new level. Maybe we can discuss systematic racism again. Yeah, maybe. I know they're starting to discuss it even here in this country, and the far right are using the same arguments again. Um, they're trying to be the meta debate, like, oh, not Norway, should not, Norway is not a racist country, so you cannot say that. Well, yeah, they try to distract from, from the actual facts. But the debate has also come to a new level. A whole fucking new level. We're not discussing civil rights or Black Lives Matter anymore. We're discussing statues and paintings. Yes, statues and paintings. In Norway, they want to remove a Winston Churchill statue who's standing in Oslo. I can get it. Winston Churchill was a racist. Even among conservatives at his time in the 30s and 40s, they also consider him as a racist. But if you think the Social Democrats at the time were better, no. The Prime Minister succeeded uh, Winston Churchill was laughed at in the United States. They said, socialists at home, imperialists abroad. Yeah, that was Britain. You could either side with the same imperialist and the same racist. And there's that of them. Every, there are a lot of them statues in Europe, all over the fucking continent. There are pictures on the walls too in different kinds of building, governments building, local town halls and so on. And that's my exactly point. Maybe we should take the debate on some time, at one point, but not now. 
people are getting killed by the police in systematic racism. A lot of the United States, but also a lot of states, places in Europe. That is the bait. I know people who now want to change, want to change everything at once. Let's take down the whole society. Not take every bit of racism that happened for the last thousands of years and torn and solve everything at fucking once. I know you're impatient, but you have to be patient. And people say to me, like, yeah, but Sean, you're a white man with white privilege. Yeah, I am. I'm a white man lived up in a good suburban place in my hometown of Shen, Norway. Yeah, I'm privileged. But I also know how to fucking win. People, we're not going to win the debate by writing on statues. We're not going to turning down pictures or anything like that. Have a debate, yes. But we're losing the grip. A man was killed by the police. A thousand people are killed by the police each year. That should be the debate. That is a systematic change we need to address. And then we have to take the other issues at their turn. Not trying to think you can tear down the, all the walls at the same time, because it's not going to work. Everyone thinks we're going to find a savior. A savior is going to change everything in four years. I told you even before in the segment that Bernie Sanders is a savior, but even he cannot do the revolution in four years. Everybody thought that Jimmy Carter can do everything in four years. He didn't. So people got impatient because they wanted more. Because they're impatient, what did we end up with? Eight year or wrong fucking Reagan. And that can happen fucking again. Trump can still win in November. Yeah, I think about laughing like that. Yeah, 100,000 people dead, economy is wrecked. Yeah, but he can still fucking win. You know why? Because one thing conservatives know is they know how to win. That is fucking lesson you have this year and this summer. This is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a fucking nice day. Merci beaucoup. Uh, it sounded like I all of a sudden came in like puberty there. Uh, thank you, Tron, for you, Tron. telling me to. Yeah. So, yeah, the statue thing is so weird. Like, why? I, I understand, like, he he is both. He's both a racist and a war hero. So right. it's kind of like it's like it's if you're going to get rid of all the racists, you have to take all uh, down all four pictures on that m- mountain you have in America. True. I, I, there has been a lot of talk about that, but I think what it comes down to is people want to say that the whole reason that this is happening is because it's. Um, sorry, uh, it's it's something that is because of this one specific time period that's happening right now. And what I think the tearing of the statues down is saying is that this doesn't have to do with right now. This is something that has been happening through history and it's not new, ah. right? Right. And I think I that it, that's kind of what it symbolizes and other people are taking right. it like, oh, the whole purpose of this movement now is just to tear down statues, which is... I don't uh, at this point what what is the purpose of of it all uh is to change the system right so the tearing of the right. statues down is more symbolic than anything 
Yeah, I, I, I still remember how they tur- turned down the statues of Saddam Hussein. Right, after. exactly. Yeah. And it, it, we covered weeks ago, way before all the one, uh, way before any of the statues really got torn down in America, the UK mm-hmm. had already torn statues down, right? So you, yeah. the US actually didn't start the statue tearing down. Uh, well, I guess we did it years before that, but... The UK this time right. was one of the f- first people to actually tear down statues. So, interesting. We didn't start the fire. Right. It's uh, it's not a US thing. It's a global thing at this point. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Hey, we have gotten an email. I have said that two weeks in a row now. <laughs> Right, uh, we talked to Von Galt again, um, and she says she's going to be on the show. So we're planning on having her on the show on the 29th uh, of July, so the end of yeah. next month. Uh, so everybody look forward to that. Uh, we're going to have an author on talking. We're going to be talking about the Starseed Awakening and jobs mm-hmm. in the fifth dimension of Earth. Uh, we're going to have to do a little research into that, but she has books, so we can just read her book or listen to her audio book, hopefully. Uh, I know there are interviews with her also out there with other podcasts, so this should be fun. It is going to be what I call interesting. And if anybody else wants to get a hold of us, if you have uh, your own podcast, if you have your own book... Yep. If you have something you want to talk about as far as religion or conspiracy theory or anything else we cover, really, because what don't we cover on this podcast, get a hold of us at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. What don't we cover on this uh, sports? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's actually 100% true. If you want to talk about football, American football, do not get a hold of us. If you if you're like uh, Kevin, uh, what, what is his name? The uh, Kevin, uh, the one that's Kevin Neil's. Garnett. Yes, yes. Let's the basketball player. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You will be welcomed. Uh, uh, we have a Twitter. Did we already mention we that? Yeah. Uh, go at podcast ADC. Go check out our Twitter. Add us. Follow us there. Uh, we are part of a podcast network, Pod All The Time Network, Pod All The Time PN on Twitter. Uh, there are 10 other podcasts in our network, including uh, Two Studs in a Pod, a podcast co-hosted by Blaze and Meech, two real studs enjoying two real conversation about life, love, and everything in between. Uh, sound, it says Two Studs Tuesday, so I'd assume they put their podcast out on Tuesday, but that's at two studs in a pod. Two studs in a pod. That sounds like our podcast where they're stealing our podcast idea. We're two studs in a pod. That's us. Uh, You know that? I suppose it is. (laughs) I heard something somebody said about podcasting. It was a quote. I don't want to get it wrong because it would ruin it mm. if I got it totally wrong, but something to the effect of uh, some podcasting is just uh, two guys getting together to talk because they f- would feel uncomfortable doing it outside of podcasting. <laughs> 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 
that is more or less this podcast. <laughs> uh, we, we have a Facebook group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. It's free. Get there. Talk about mm, this show and post memes and things like that. Say hi to Luke because I'm definitely not there. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Facebook was a little slow this week, but I, I think Facebook is yeah. just kind of sl- like the movie we're going to do for another digital review. Not, again, mm-hmm. this week did not have a Facebook. It didn't have a Facebook wow. for the last week's movie. So I'm. it's looking, I don't know. It's weird. I thinking movies are less and less making Facebooks. You know what I mean? To like promote themselves. So there has been a thorn of me too cases uh, lately. We haven't and, even uh, talked about wrestling yet, uh, which we'll probably we haven't talked about pro wrestling yet at all. But we'll talk uh, about that in the Jeremy round probably. But right. yes, there has been a huge resurgence of me too. And, and this time it uh, has hit Danny Matterson, and if you don't really know. So that is that is the, one of the goofs from that seventy show. Who 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 was he playing at? Uh, Hyde. Do you remember his character's name? Hyde. Hyde. That was right. Yes. Right. He was he, kind of the one that didn't go on to any other things. Where like the other two guys, right. Wilder Valderrama and uh, what's his name, they kind of went on uh, punked. I'll just call him punked. Uh, they went on to right. do other things. He didn't really go on to a bigger career after that 70s show. It says he is best known for his role in that. He is being charged with raping three women who were in their 20s. Uh, this all happened in between 2001 and 2003. He is denying the charges and argued that his membership of the Church of Scientology was leading to his persecution from. Yep. They're attacking him because he's in the Church of Scientology, is what he's saying, and that mm-hmm. none of this is true. This is an interesting story that I think we're going to keep following, mostly because uh, of the Church they... of Scientology. <laughs> yes! That's nothing to do with Danny. <laughs> Funny enough. We don't know if this is true or not. That's just the thing. No. Like, who knows if this is true or not, but it's interesting. I, I, was, I was going to say I hope it's true, because that makes us talk more about it but uh, a conspiracy against Scientology seems seems like up our alley talking about cult and cultish figures uh, I will talk a little about a documentary in two episodes I saw this week it was on NRK for once uh, it's called Lance uh, and it's about Lance Armstrong um, oh, interesting I haven't heard about him in it is, a while no, and uh, this is maybe one of the best documentary things I've seen in a while. It's very un like it's very unfluffable. Okay, it's, it's trying to show every like side effect. Uh, right, it's not trying to make him look even bad or or good. It's unbiased. Yeah, it's very unbiased. Uh, I actually give it nine and a half out of ten. I really, really love it. Uh, I think it's one of the best documentary things I've seen. It wouldn't be my documentary thing of the week, but I have seen a better movie, actually, believe it or not. 
Yeah, that is an interesting story because when I was in high school or whatever and everybody was wearing the wristbands, the little wristbands, mm -hmm. uh, and he was like the biggest hero ever. And then overnight, yeah. it was like the snap of the fingers and everybody yeah. hated him. Very interesting story. Uh, I watched the season finale, season three finale of Jersey Shore Family Vacation because I watched whatever, 15 episodes last week. So I watched the last two episodes. There was a wedding. People got mad at each other at the wedding because somebody did a toast that was very uh, crude and offensive. It's Jersey Shore. Cool. What do you expect? <laughs> Overall, I give the yeah. season a five, right in the middle, because it's terrible but also great. So you have heard me talk uh, talk uh, talk about Forge in Fire before. Do you remember that? I do. The sword sword yeah. show. Yes, they have now gotten a spin-off called Forge in Fire. Of course they did. Yes, Forge in Fire beat the judges. Uh, so, uh, I, former... I, I think I can already guess what this is about, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, guess what it is about. <laughs> I'm guessing that there were judges in the first season, and now they are yeah. competing against those judges. <laughs> No. Oh. It is okay. It's win it's winner win almost. It's winners from past seasons that come back and beats tries to beat the judges. Oh, okay. Close. Right. Close. Very close. I saw something um, Oh, go ahead. I will yeah, no, I will give it a seven. It's it's my kind of thing. I love it. I saw something kind of similarly terrible uh it was called game on on cbs <laughs> mm -hmm. have you seen this i did oh you saw it this week okay because i think there's like yes. three episodes out right yeah i i saw two at least i i saw two as well um okay this is a celebrity game show so there's no actual like Yes. Regular contestants, and I don't think anybody can actually win anything on this show, right? No. no. <laughs> it's not even... I don't, it's... I don't remember them saying anything like, when the celebrities win, it, they give something to charity, even. Yeah, no, right, that no, would usually be how one of these celebrity game shows would work, but this is Gabriel Iglesias, uh, Keenan Michael Key, and uh, Bobby Lee, which Bobby right. Lee is probably the best part of the whole show. He he's the show. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, some okay. So this is a game show where they compete in like sp both sports trivia, but also physical mm -hmm. kind of sports challenges. So it's a celebrity game show that you can't win anything that's based on sports trivia. I should hate the show, but I was actually kind of entertained by it. I guess I didn't think it was as bad as maybe it's like I went into it thinking I was gonna hate it based on what it was, and I was kind of entertained. I don't know. What do you think about it? I, I thought it was okay. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was totally okay. I gave it a five. Let's see. What did I give this? Uh, I gave it a four because I think okay. I, I, want, I would probably give it a five if it didn't have Gronk in it. Yeah. He's kind of terrible, and I kind of hate he, him. <laughs> he ruined WrestleMania. <laughs> Remember that? He was definitely there. 
he was there for a while, and then didn't he win the twenty four seven title at WrestleMania? Yeah, and right. went away. And is that I don't watch WWE anymore. Is the W twenty four seven title a thing still? I don't know. I okay. don't watch WWE. Right? Anymore. Yeah, we're just AEW guys at this point. <laughs> Stopped. Stopped doing it. I was like, no, can't take anymore. No, after hi, Felix. Hi. Felix turning into the wall. And no, after the abysmal pay-per-view that was after, I just gave the fuck up. The last like pay-per-view, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the worst pay-per-views of all time. And when Bill agrees to that and says that as well, you know, it's bad. I gave it that pay-per-view an F. Yes, it's okay that you liked it, Felix. Felix is very into wrestling. All right, uh, what, what else, else did you see? Watch? Oh, oh, it's my, it's my your turn. turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did I watch? Uh, I saw Nip Tuck again. Have you ever seen Nip Tuck? I, I saw the first season of that. Yes, Felix. What, what did you think about Nip Tuck? I had good? a girlfriend that watched that back when it was originally on years and years ago. Mm. And I was never a fan. I always thought it was very uh, shallow. That's what I thought of it. It reminds <laughs> me kind of in a way, uh, like the way it's shot and and very much like that, like a serial killer show that should be about serial killers. Uh, but I think that's mostly because I I just love the cast of Nip Tuck. It is uh, it's the cast of it that says it for me. Very good uh, uh, storylines. It's it's like a, I, I, lo- I like it. It's a soap opera that's put into a almost reality show esque format. Uh, to me, kind of strangely reminds me of The Hills for some reason. Mm. Right, mm, like in this weird, yes. like if if the hills had murder in it, it would be the show. If hills was the was Dexter, it is this. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, what else did you watch? Right, I saw. I saw something called Hardcore Mini Golf on YouTube, bro. Uh, oh no! Do you enjoy? Holy moly! I know you do. Right, but yeah, if, if you en- if you enjoy Holy Moly, but you want to see yeah. it done at one one hundredth of the cost and done on YouTube <laughs> by a bunch of YouTube like random people you've never seen, they're not famous YouTubers. It's a right. It is a fairly uh, well known channel, Rooster Teeth. If you've heard of them before, oh yeah, I love Rooster Teeth. Well, Funhouse is one of my favorite channels. They have a show out now called Hardcore Mini Golf, and it's almost a parody of Holy Moly. (laughs) Uh, But I kind of enjoyed it. There's only one episode. Overall, I'd probably give it a... I'm going to have to give it a 4.5 because it's very... It's not great if if you've seen Holy Moly and you watch this. It's like night and day. It's like an indie show compared to WWE kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, Right. But I still had fun with it. The golf is still fun. They still have goofy costumes and characters and everything else. And they, but in this one, one of the cool things is they have punishments where if you go through, there's like a side thing you can go through a little gate, and then the other person on the next hole will get a punishment. Like one of them, he had to use a sledgehammer instead of a putter, 
uh, on the next hole, right? So it's very interesting. Uh, cool. I saw a thing on Netflix that Luke uh, said he has, had seen, so I'm 110% sure that you saw this. The floor is lava. I saw this week, Luke. Right. You told me you, you had seen this. Yes, this is awful. Uh, what did you think? <laughs> this uh, this is not only awful. It is very, very boring. And how do you make a show like this boring? How? It is Whiplash uh, or whatever that uh, show was. Wipeout, wipe yes. Wipeout combined with... The Floor is Lava, like the classic kids game where you can't touch the ground. Right. Did you play Floor is Lava in Norway? No. Right. Okay, in America, that, when I was a kid, that was, you know, in your living room, there was, like, the couch, and there was a little table, and there might have been a chair, and it was like, you need to get from one place to another without touching the ground, right? Right, and here it's like a pyramid, a UFO, a rock... Right, and, but the room, they made it so there it looks like there's actual lava. Of course, it's just water that's like got, like, orange food coloring in it, right? But it looks right. like lava. The dumbest part is when somebody actually falls in it, right? And then they have to act like they're actually sinking into lava. And then the people yeah. who are the... Because it's, it's team, team-based. Um, so the other people in their team who haven't fallen into the lava have to act like they actually died... <laughs> yeah. For some reason, and it's really yeah. stupid and fake, and the host is awful. He's not interesting. Not a good host. Is he? Fa Am I supposed to know him from anywhere? I I kind of know him. They acted like I, I was supposed to know who this guy was. Like he was famous right. from something. I've never seen him in my life. Uh, but he's not a good host of a game show. I'll tell you that. And no. overall, the premise of it is okay the acting by the contestants they were clearly told hey you gotta go ham this up when you're out there but uh, yeah I uh, gave this a uh, flunking shining two and a half oh my gosh that's exactly what I gave it <laughs> we were on we were exactly on the same page here this was not a good show <laughs> it was so boring it could have been the, done the well word, the, the word, concept is the, good the worst thing right. is the worst thing is that it was boring. Like I, I would, I would, I would even say that it, it was. I, I, I could make a more funny version of this. It's a good concept, but uh, uh, the ac accusation of it. I think yeah, shit. a YouTuber could do this for, uh, like I said, a hundredth of the price and do it better. Right. Right. Uh, what else have you seen? Um, ba -ba -ba, where should I go next? Taste of the Nation? Uh, which Taste is a of the Nation. Hulu yes. show. Um, it's a travel show, but also a cooking show. But also, yep. at least the episodes I saw had a little bit to do with, like, American politics. So it's all, like it's yep. a Taste the Nation, Nation being America. So this lady travels around. Um, where have I ever seen her before? She's a food I'm blogger. Have you? Did you watch I'm, this this week or last yeah, week? Yeah. Or? I, uh, no, I saw it this week. I'm 110 percent sure I've seen her. Padma Lakshmi, Lakshmi. Right. She's the one that had the cooking show with the husband that died of cancer. Now I remember. Sure. Or she, he died died of something at least. Yeah, I mean she's a 
I know her as being like a food critic, kind of. Uh, right. She she's also on that show that I follow. Uh, one of the cooking shows, competition okay. shows. Sure. Right. Well, like she's a judge or something. Um, right. Yeah. This. I mean, it, it was pretty good as far as a cooking travel show. Uh, but I'm not I a huge really fan like. of those. Uh, okay. It was still I'm... good for that, you know what I mean? And the one thing that these shows should do is make you hungry, and it did mm-hmm. that, right? So I got to give it that. Yeah. Overall, I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, I am I really like this look, and I think it is because of her. She has very, like, uh, I think she was in, in Just Desserts or something. It, it that's maybe where where I remember, but okay. I just I, I think she's very she herself is very like open and smiley and very like she's uh, she she makes the show interesting for me. So I actually give this a seven and a half. I I would agree that she it I think she feels genuine in that it feels like she's yes. actually trying to get to know the people yes. that she's interviewing. I don't know if it's yeah. actually fake or if it's if or if she's you know if she's really good at. At acting like she cares, or if if, but I guess it doesn't matter because it, it's a TV show and it makes it entertaining. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. See, uh, yeah, what else did it's you my see? Turn? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw a Norwegian television show. I usually don't watch a lot of television from Norway. Don't ask me why. Well, I can tell you why because most of the Norwegian content is shite. But uh, this is a, a show that I remember from my youth. It's called uh, Buritslage, uh, and it is a comedy show by one of the most uh, funny things came from Norway called Jens Stoltenberg, and it's a sketch comedy show where he plays, like, neighbors and things like that in uh, this huge combine of a block, and we need, we follow where, like, everybody's personality, uh, his personality is in different roles and follow their life and things like that. And he plays a janitor that is very, like, he needs to have everything on place. He, play, he plays uh, some women that are hysterical. It's like... He's very good at playing different roles, okay. and I just love love it. And it's very easy, and it it, it, it so uh, it is. Because, is it like a sketch show? I'm confused. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a hundred and ten percent a sketch show, and it will. It was very nice to see it again. I'm I'm trying to teach uh, someone some Norwegian, and wanted to. She wanted to see some Norwegian television show. And I was like, this is perfect. And she loved it. Like, loved it. So. Okay, cool. I saw something else. I saw Love, Victor, which was on Hulu as well. This was also on Hulu. Yes. Did you see this? I I really hope you hate it. Because if not, I'm going to lose some respect for you. I'm not going to say all respect, but some I don't think this was for us, clearly, but Ooh, I think this was for like a teenage audience, maybe like a, you know, 12 to 16 year old audience. Right. Um, and it's also a follow up TV show to something else. Clearly. Love, like it's, I, I went into this not knowing that, but at the beginning they make it very yeah. clear 
oh, this is a follow-up to something I haven't seen, because they go, yes. Uh, oh, two weeks later after doing this whole o- opening bit, right. Um, right. But really what it comes down to is, is it's about the life of a kid who's in high school and he happens to be bisexual, right? That's about right. it. Yeah, I know one or two things about that, but uh, uh, it's just like it is... Love, Simon is an okay-ish show or... I don't remember if it was a movie or a television show. I really don't know. I remember that it was called Love, Simon. Okay. But this is atrociously bad acting. That is the real negative of this. And actually... Holy shit, this is bad acting. The editing is really bad, too, because it jumps in between things. Maybe it's because it's a sequel and I'm supposed to know about the things from the past whatever book or TV show or whatever else. But there are things that I got totally lost because I'm a... They assume you have the knowledge already, and so they don't explain it for you. Uh, But yes, the acting is probably the worst thing. I mean, it is a lot of child actors right but um not good child actors i don't remember especially anything from love simon to be honest okay. other than a okay show but this is it it just went it, it is it is like the third season of of uh, that suicide show on netflix it's just unwatchable 13 reasons why really 13 reasons why yeah where the first season was, oh, okay, it follows the book and it's kind of interesting. The second season was like kind of, oh, why is this second, second season here? The third season of 13 was the uh, reasons why I gave the fuck up. All right, what else did you see? Anything else? Nope. All right, the only other thing I saw was Dino Hunters on Discovery Channel, Fro, a reality show. Okay. Kind of interesting. Cool. I would recommend you go check this out. There's one episode out so far. I think the other episode comes out today or tomorrow. Um, it's about these people in America who are ranchers, like cattle ranchers, and okay. they can't make enough money anymore selling cattle because the price of beef has gone down so far that they can't support themselves selling cattle from their ranches, but these ranches also happen to be on these, on this specific plot of land somewhere in either Montana or Wyoming, where there's tons of dinosaur bones. So to supplement their income, these guys go out and hunt dinosaur bones and sell them, as well as cattle ranching. Uh, So it's kind of an interesting show where these guys are finding, like, triceratops and uh, different dinosaur bones, but they're also, it's also about kind of the economics of America right now in a strange way. So um, I would recommend it. Overall, uh, Dino Hunters, I'd give it a 7.5 for the first episode. Um, definitely going to check out the second one, and I'd recommend it to anybody. The other thing what we saw... Give... Sorry? Love, Simon, by the way. What did you give Love, Simon? Because we Love, Victor. Love, Victor. Victor, sorry. 3.5. What'd you give it? Okay, I, I gave it to 1. <laughs> I didn't think this was as bad as Floor is Lava. Come on now. This was not as bad as Floor is Lava, but okay. Uh, The other thing we watched, uh, Upload, Episode 7? Episode 8. 8? Episode 8. 
Shopping Other Digital Afterlives is the name of the episode. After a surprising revelation, Nathan shops for a new digital afterlife. Nora travels to L.A. to help Ingrid stop him from leaving Lakeview. This episode was the best. There. Yes, this episode, like was the whole show. It felt like the rest of the show, well, maybe not the last episode, but the rest of the show up until the last couple episodes has just been, like, buying time to get to here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this this episode was uh, thoroughly enjoying, enjoyable. Uh, we get the, uh, oh, I tell, told you that I love you scene, but uh, she told, he told the wrong person. That was kind of funny. Um, we really kind of understand that we're pretty certain now that the girlfriend is not the person who killed him because uh, right. when, she go, when Nora actually goes there to get Ingrid, she's in like this support group and she's explaining uh, that she's thinking about taking him out of Lakeview, uh, which was an interesting idea. And then he's thinking, but at the same time, without talking to him, he's thinking about trying to move to another right. digital afterlife. And then the lawyer gets involved, and the lawyer is like the shady, like, uh, uh, better call Saul type lawyer, right? A very funny character. I like the lawyer character in this episode. I, I, I do too. Uh, was kind of random that we saw the mother for the first time this episode right i mean it makes sense characters in the sense that like um it was needed to explain this episode but again kind of said it last episode is like we could have taken a lot of the stuff that happened in this episode and spread it out over other episodes and made those episodes better right but for some reason we're all just jamming it into the very final couple episodes but this as episode, I'm going to surprise people by giving it an eight. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely an like, eight episode. This show seems... I mean, I'm not going to say it's great, but this show seems to be getting better and better. I can definitely say that. It, it fluctuates a little too much for me because I didn't... I didn't like uh, the last episode as much as you did. Right, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. it's just, I mean, but if the next episode is also really good, and then the final episode has a good ending, I, right. I think overall this is going to be a positive show, uh, as opposed to being a, in the in the fours or threes or something like that. Main topic time, Luke. Uh, this conspiracy theory is more complicated than you think, because we're going to call, talk about the Girl Scout cookie conspiracy. What is the Girl uh, scout uh, cookie conspiracy look. Well, I think we should start about talking about Girl Scout cookies. Like we said last week, you don't have Girl Scout cookies in Norway, clearly. No. Um. So, what is your familiar like when you think of Girl Scout cookies? What do you think of? I think of Girl Scouts coming to your door selling them. Right. To me, like, uh, I because I live out lived out in the country. I still live out in the country. It's more like. When you went into the grocery store, they would have a table set out right outside the front door. So when you went in the store, you had to go past them, almost like a guilt trip. Like, especially on your way out, they'd be like, hey, do you you want to buy some cookies? Like, uh, they were always there a certain time of year. Um, but yeah, Girl Scout cookies, 
they they aren't made by Girl Scouts, from Clearly. They are not? Really? What the shock? <laughs> uh, if you've ever... They, the Girl Scouts do don't really, sit there and are, produce you, the boxes. It, they don't, you know, right. package them. They don't cook them. What would, would it be even more funny is that we find out during this conspiracy that they are made out of... <laughs> Girl, Scouts? Girl Scouts? I think that's a joke in uh, uh, Adam's Family 2. Where okay. the, you want to buy some Girl Scout cookies? And she's like, are they made from real Girl Scouts? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it says here, Girl Scout cookies are to raise funds to support Girl Scout councils, individual troops, commonly sold door-to-door online or through school and town-wide fundraisers. These cookies are widely popular. Uh, more than one million girls... Have sell over two hundred million packages of cookies uh, during an average season, during an average season, and raise during that season eight hundred million dollars. Uh, the first known sales of cookies by the Girl Scouts was in nineteen seventeen. Fro, uh, mm. girls, cookie sales are organized by one hundred and twelve regional Girl Scout councils who select one of two national bakeries to buy the cookies from. So I think that's where we should start is with, uh, if you look up on Google, the great Girl, Sp- Girl Scout cookie conspiracy, this is what you're going to get. And, and I think, I don't know if Google is trying to hide the actual Girl Scout cookies conspiracy, but they, th- this article from Central Track, yeah, uh, is talking about how there are two different bakeries who make all of the Girl Scout cookies from... So depending right. on what part of the country you're in, some of the, the Girl Scout cookies um, are different. So there's like the Samoas and the Caramel Delights, which are made by two different companies, and they're very different cookies. So if you think you're getting the peanut butter chocolate cookie uh, in the East Coast is the same as getting a peanut butter chocolate Girl Scout cookie on the West Coast... They're totally different. They're totally different cookies. Mm. Um, not only that, these these uh, bakers, um, there's no kind of rhyme or reason as to where they sell them. It's just each troop, like I said, 112 different councils, they choose the baker that they want to use, and it's not really necessarily regional. So this is the beginning of Girl Scout cookie conspiracy because... How much is these bakers making? Because, like I said, $800 million in a season, Fro. Mm. Where is this $800 million going to? Right. That's the, that is the interesting thing. I would think, without knowing anything before I looked into it, that the sale of Girl Scouts cookies went directly into the Girl Scouts themselves. For trips and things like that. It says here, Fro, to understand the phenomenon of Girl Scout cookies, you need to go back to 1936, when Girl Scouts first licensed commercial bakers. Uh, 125 troops launched cookie sales that year, and the American tradition was born. Today, the Girl Scouts are 2.7 million strong, which includes 800,000 adults. Uh, Each troop has... Few do-paying adult members, um, so 
some of the adults who are part of the Girl Scouts actually pay dues. 1.9 million girls from ages 5 to 17, each more than 100 million girls, and an untold number of adults are roped into a tradition that makes the, of, of selling Girl Scouts cookies. Uh, but who can blame them? The Girl Scout pr cookie is a big business, like I said, worth about $800 million. This year, one mm -hmm. box of Girl Scouts cookies costs about five bucks. Uh, of that f five bucks, 75 cents or 15% goes to the troop. Around 5%, a couple of pennies, goes to the regional organization called a service unit. About a dollar, more than 20%, goes to the cost of the goods sold, meaning the cost of the cookies, <laughs> meaning yeah. the baker. Least we forget the licensing fee, licensing fees from the GSUSA receives from the bakers. Those fees are built into the baker's cogs, which represents more money that doesn't go to the girls. How much does the cogs less licensing fee? Uh, n next, a whopping 60% or $2.99 of that $5 goes back to the Girl Scouts national program support. 60% is wow. it is an uh, is a profit margin especially since cookies are sold exclusively uh, a pint-sized sales by a pint-sized sales force with an ar army of volunteer sales manager in tow and 60% right. is the problem that's a huge percentage going to the girl scouts national and not to the girl scouts troops themselves sure yeah. sure they spend some of it on programming activities but also spend a lot of it, a lot of the money on overhead fundraising and bloated salaries for upper management of the Girl Scouts. Okay, so this is interesting because what what they brought up here, especially since the cookies are sold exclusively by pint-sized sales force. So the question is, should these little girls be selling cookies? And we're talking about making eight hundred million dollars a year. These people are. This is how much right. profit is coming in off of children, child labor, basically mm -hmm. not unpaid child labor. Should I mention but, because but they that, are, that, they are considered that, volunteers. Right. And that's the thing though. That's why I, I, before I looked into this thought that they would get all the money they sell this for, for their group. And when you look at the breakdown that you did, it is very little that goes directly uh, to their group of what they're selling. Right. Um, and I think, I think the most obvious place to go would be to go and see, you know, what are the laws that have to do with child labor in the United States, because that's where Girl Scout cookies are sold. And so I went ahead and looked that up. So we found this thing called... The Youth Peddling Under Federal Labor Provisions of Fair Labor Standards Act, or the FS, FLSA, FRO. Uh, yep. We're going to go there. Um, and we found the actual document from the government that kind of talks about this. Um, it even says right here, The prohibition on youth peddling does not include activities of persons who, as volunteers like I said, and without competition, compensation, sell goods or services on behalf of uh, illusionary organizations or public agencies, such as selling Girl, Scouts Girl Scout cookies or performing fundraising 
fundraising activities on behalf behalf of a school or church. So, right. Girl Scout cookie profits are considered the same as fundraising for a church or school activities or something like that. Right. And uh, if we look uh, into it, uh, uh, the Mormon Church was very involved with with the uh, Boy Scouts of America, especially in the beginning. I don't know if if they're as close as they were before, but in the beginning of the girls uh, Boy Scouts of America, there was a, a church link to the organization at least. And it says here. Occasionally, employers will attempt to circumvent child labor provisions by erroneously calling young sales staff independent contractors, which actually pro <laughs> is what they call pro wrestlers in the WWE. Right, yes. Yeah. So that, I was just going to say that. Does that mean that they can wrestle? I guess they can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, volunteers yeah. or trainees. Vo- this is they're saying this is a common problem that to circumvent federal child labor laws, they will call them volunteers. That's what they call. Girl Scouts, <laughs> okay? Uh, White, uh, WHD used the same criteria to determine whether youth, youth peddlers under FS, FLSA are are used for all other workers. Um, right. There are certain factors which are immaterial in determining whether the employment re- relationship, such facts as the place where work is performed, the absence of formal employment agreement, or whether the alleged independent contractor is licensed by state or local government are not considered to have bearing on determination as to whether there is an employment relationship. Okay, so they're saying everything they said above as far as Girl Scout cookies, the stuff in common problems goes directly to the idea of uh, what we're saying as far as Girl Scouts aren't getting paid, right? And it's right. saying here, common problems with uh, youth peddling is that uh, such factors which immaterial are determined whether there there is an employment relationship. So are, are these Girl Scouts being employed by an entity, meaning the Girl Scouts of America or... Are they working for these cookie companies is another question. Because right, these right. cookie companies are making a lot of money off these cookies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would say yes. I I would definitely say this is child labor. I definitely would uh, would agree to that. In this in the same Government document, like I, we should mention, this is a .gov website we're at. Uh, the prohibition of youth peddling includes such promotion promotion activities as holding, wearing, or waving of signs. So that's prohibited. Mm-hmm. Merchandise, costumes, sandwich boards, or place cards in order to act, uh, attract potential customers, uh, except when performing directly in front of an establishment providing a product, service, or event being advertised. The provision does not prohibit a young salesperson from conducting sales for his and her employer on property controlled by the employer that is out of doors but may properly be considered part of the employer's establishment. (gasps) What? (laughs) (laughs) Youth may conduct sales in such employer, employer exterior facilities, whether temporary or permanent, um, 
as garden center, sidewalk sales, or parking lot sales when employed by the establishment. Right. But uh, as a youth, can you complain about this, you ask? You can, can't you? Yeah, so like I said, there is a place for uh, people to complain. It is www.youthrules.gov. Apparently, because from that one web uh, youth peddling under Federal Child Labor Provisions Act, if you go down to the bottom of that, it says where to obtain additional information for more information on the FSLA child provisions, including a complete list of hazardous occupation orders. Go to Youth Rules website at, like you said, youthrules.dole.gov. Uh, but if you just go to youthrules.gov, uh, you can get to this website from. Yeah, and it's uh, it. Uh, we always say this, uh, but this looks uh, like it's maintained in the nineties. <laughs> but I think this is just like uh, I think the thing is this is just like a government website. It looks yes. very government yeah, yeah. website, but it does look like it was made in the nineties because of all like the weird angles and stuff. It yes. looks like a trapper keeper, doesn't it? Yes, yes, a trapper keeper from the nineties. So I went in here, and I, the reason I came to this Youth Rules website is because I want to know the, the rules, right? We want to know the rules. So we're, when we're talking about Girl Scouts, we're obviously talking about young girls, like under 14, right, Fro? Right. So go to Know the Rules and go to I Am Under 14, because it says, how old are you there? Kids under 14 can gain valuable experience at working, but there are limits to what jobs they can do, all right? If you're under 14, you are only allowed to deliver newspapers to customers, babysit on a casual basis, work as an actor or performer in movies, TV, radio, or theater, what? 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 Or work as a home worker gathering evergreens to make evergreen wreaths. I feel like one of th one of these things is not like the it's other. Like the other. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely one of the words like Oh, you can be in movies and TV shows. Like, what? I feel like there's really? a, a disparity in the amount of money you're going to make from delivering newspapers or babysitting as opposed to being a performer <laughs> yeah. in a movie or TV show. <laughs> yes. But somehow these are in the same list, right? I know. It's, it, it seems very uh, weird to say it mildly. So you go to work, it says work for a business owned entirely by your parents as long as it is not mining, manufacturing, or any of these other 17 hazardous occupations. You see that link? Uh, yeah. So what are these 17? Uh, below is a list of occupations banned for persons under age uh, 18. Manufacturing or storing of explosives. Uh, <laughs> driving motor vehicle or working a, as an outside helper of a motor vehicle. Coal, coal mining, bro. Coal mining and forest, forest firefighting. Using power-driven woodworking machines. Exposure to radioactive substances. Using power-driven ho host... Hoisting apparatus, meaning like a crane. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, mining other than coal. Also, so coal mining is number three. Number nine, mining anything else besides coal is also on this list. <laughs> so you can't make diamonds as a kid. I'm very, very, very sorry. 
well, not in this country, but in other countries, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Manufacturing brick, tile, or other related products using power-driven bake bakery machines. All right, number eleven. Ah. Power-driven. Wait, so kids can't use bake bakery machines, meaning like right. a powered mixer. Oh, right. so wait a second. It's against the law for Girl Scouts to make Girl Scout cookies. Oh, it's a big loophole. Wow. It's right in their own fucking website, bro. That's why Girl Scouts cannot make Girl Scout cookies. And that's why these companies is because this is how the laws work. But the Girl Scouts can be used as child labor to sell the cookies. This is where it all is very interesting. So go back one page really quick before we wrap this up, because it's definitely time to wrap this up. Go back to I am under 14. You see right at the bottom, Fro, it says read more about ex exemptions from child labor rules, right? You see that? Yes. Yep. Go ahead and click, click that. Page not found. What is... That's a... Uh, there are... A, what? How is that? <laughs> well, I'm looking for the exemptions what? to the child labor rules, and that page is yeah. not on the youth rules website which when you're looking for if you go back to the thing we were before youth peddling under child federal labor visions fair labor standards they said when uh asking for additional information on the fair labor Sta standards act visit youthrules.gov to find a complete list of hazardous occupation orders and i we found mm -hmm. that but when you look for exemptions about those things, that page does not exist. Very interesting. <laughs> so, Luke, where does this conspiracy fall? Is it plausible? Right. Are we going to do a crazy scale? Because yeah, as far as a crazy scale, scale yeah. I think this is like a two, because it seems like all the evidence yeah. is there to me. Um, yeah. I almost, after doing, like, when we went into this, we thought, okay, this is going to be a silly, stupid conspiracy about cookies, right. right? And then you start getting into, like, child labor laws and things like that, and I'm going, I don't want my nieces selling Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> right. Uh, but the big big questions are, what, what Girl Scout cookie do you like the best? Uh, the chocolate peanut butter or the lemon. Those are, like, my two favorites. So, Luke, you tortured me this week. Very good. I, I think you tortured me this week. We will talk about how much you tortured me soon. Uh, you made me watch the Magic Roundabout, or Dougal. Um, it is about this uh, dog. He's and a dog, dog. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, the animation of this dog, that's why I'm saying dog, in this question mark way is like the animation style of this is abysmal. It is something that uh, I could probably create on my computer better without having any experience at all. It's possible. Uh, yeah, and the story of this makes zero sense is another thing. <laughs> I, I have no... like I, I was taking notes on this and was like... What is this movie about? 
and I'm not sure to be honest. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I, I just saw it this week, but it's 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 supposed to be about this dog that uh, has these four other friends, and they band together to try to save the world. More or less, from an evil or less. from an evil wizard guy. Yeah. Right. Yes. And it is uh, led by a very much loving... He loves Candy, this dog. Uh, uh, Called Dougal. And that's why it's called Dougal everywhere else. Um, But yeah, it has Kylie Minogue. Uh, It has Ian McKellen, Lee Evans, and Jimmy Fallon in it. It's like so many celebrities. And and, uh, it's just like... It's atrocious. Uh, I was reading because I I usually uh, never do this, but I really don't care to be spoiled when mm-hmm. when Luke, Luke sends sends me this. So I went to <laughs> I went to our all favorite uh, website, Common Sense Media, to look a little like how 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 do parents think this this movie is about? Okay, are you ready? Um, it's a movie that shouldn't have been made. Dumb. That's all I have, have to say about it. And you know what? That that should be the title of this movie. It's dumb. That's all I have to say about it. It is so incredibly dumb. It is stupid. But on a scale where normal is zero and ten is excruciating pain this is definitely uh, eight and a half I'm giving this uh, movie it is painfully slow the pacing of it is incredibly weird and I don't really know what the movie is about did we mention John Stewart is also in this film right yeah and this list of celebrities Chevy I think Chevy Chase was also in it. Um, You know who you have to thank for this, which is actually maybe even worse than the movie itself? This movie was conceived when Harvey Weinstein acquired the rights to Dougal in 2005 before it was released. He... I heard about them. He and Butch Hartman reworked the movie, who came up with the idea to have the movie interlaced with live-action sequences, so they wanted to do that, akin to that of Princess Bride. Hartman felt that this would improve the original movie, which he thought was boring. However, these sequences were then cut due to budgeting reasons. According to Hartman, much of the material, which he had reworked and had rewritten by new writers, stated that he had about 3% to do with the finished product of the film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's very unoriginal and very cute. That is kind of like it, uh, that together is also where where it's it, it's very cutesy, and I hate cutesy movies that are very uh, unoriginal. And it's it's so dull. It's so boring. It is one of the most boring stories I have ever seen. And like, I don't think you've I, put across how bad the animation really is. It's like... Oh, the animation is awful. It's almost Food Fight level bad. Almost. 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 Not quite, but almost. almost. 
But yeah, let's talk about some TV, uh, no, some movie news, and then suddenly we will forget all about movies. Uh, AMC Theatres came out, said that, hey, you don't need to uh, wear uh, face masks to our theatres. Well, they said they were going to open, they were going to reopen, which they hadn't done yet, which we talked about a little bit uh, last week, and then they said... Uh, they released their plan of how it was going to work. And in their plan of like how they were going to set the theater up, they said they weren't going to require masks. Right. Yeah. And uh, then (laughs) there was some backlash to be very, to say it mildly. Right. So AMC theaters then went back on this uh, after initially saying it would not require theaters to go wear face mask coverings. Uh, they received black backlash for the decision. They announced Friday that it would reverse course and would now require August to wear face masks uh, when they open. Um, following that, Regal Cinemas, which is like the second biggest theater chain in America, also said when they reopen, which they're planning on doing uh, soon, they said that they would also require face masks. I think right. they were just saying it like nobody asked you regal, to be honest, but that's fine. Uh, so Hamilton is coming soon out. I am extremely pumped for this. I am. I. I don't know what I'm looking most forward to. What I will see this coming Friday with the Eurovision Song Contest movie or Hamilton. I think it is on the same level on on hype. Uh, but Lynn Miranda will modify the, his Pulitzer-winning Hamilton stage musical for the big screens, uh, and he has had a very good reason to do it, because he wants kids to see it. Uh, that premieres on July 3rd on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and he has t- taken uh, out two F-bombs. And I mean, I'm not very... Well, this is to avoid an R rating specifically so that kids can come see it. That's what they're saying. Right. uh, Because under 17 requires an accompanying parent or adult. Um, Sure. I mean, I don't care anything about this because it's a musical and I don't like musicals. And I kind of think this guy is a little bit of a douchebag, but whatever. You don't like musicals? We never covered that on this show. <laughs> yeah, this is a brand new topic for us. <laughs> I was so shocked. But uh, look, have you seen the movie this week? I did. I saw The Hunt from this year. I hadn't seen that yet. Ah, yeah, a very overrated movie, I said. When uh, I mean, definitely saw. the acting was not good. The writing was poor in the sense that it was very contrived. Um, the jokes were very stupid not funny like it was supposed to be a comedy but I, there wasn't a lot of haha jokes in there right. um i just remember initially when this came out or when the trailer even came out it wasn't it was before like the actual movie came out there were a lot of conservatives that were very upset about this those conservatives mm. definitely didn't watch this movie because if any democrats no. had actually seen this film they would be the ones that would be upset right <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. This, this movie was the exact opposite of all the hype of why people were upset about it yeah no uh, they don't they didn't understand the irony of of it that's that's kind of funny 
Uh, overall, I gave it a four. I mean, like I said, acting yeah. bad, script bad, jokes not funny. Overall, the concept yeah. was interesting, um, but even the final scene with the two women fighting it out is just kind of dumb. Yeah, I think the, my favorite scene of the movie is the gas station scene, and even that is kind of trite. I mean, I liked the first part of the gas station scene when the initial three people go in, but when the main yes. character goes in, then I'm kind of like, this is just a dumb whatever action movie. Action movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, what other movie have uh, you seen this week? Sure. Uh, I saw Birds of Prey. The Harlequin ah. Birds of Prey film. Um, you don't like, uh, just for new listeners, you don't like comic book movies. No, but you, have... you recommended it to me. You said yeah, this and I is. Have seen yeah. It. yeah, you had told me, even though I don't like comic book movies or uh, superhero uh, yeah. movies, that I would like this. That's why I watched it. Yeah, and I, I think maybe I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, it was middle of the road. I, there was a lot of people upset at this uh, again. I think from conservative sides who were like, "Why aren't they using guns in the battle in the main battle scene? This is so dumb. Why aren't they using guns?" I didn't notice it at all. Like, it didn't matter at all if they were using guns or not. Uh, I had fun with it. It was, you know, it was a movie that it felt like it didn't take a lot of time to watch. I just sat there and enjoyed it the whole time. There was no point in the movie mm. where I was like, I feel like I'm wasting my time or I feel like, uh, oh, I, I could be doing something else or I could be watching something else. Uh, it went by really fast and I was entertained. So I give it a 6.5. You know, it's standard superhero movie in a way, but also, you know, comedic. So that made it up, right. go up above a normal superhero movie, kind of like Deadpool is above normal superhero movies because it's actually funny. Uh, I saw Athlete A uh, about uh, the big gymnastic scandal in the States uh, this week. Okay. Uh, it's a documentary. It's on Netflix. I am not very interested in gymnastic, to say the mildly. Me neither. But this uh, this interesting story about Larry Nasser and and things like that uh, is incredibly interesting. I give this documentary uh, eight. I really, really liked it and didn't think I would so. That's a uh, clear recommendation. Uh, At late eight. Okay, I saw seventy five hundred on Prime. I want to say yeah, uh, with Jordan Jordan Joseph Gordon Levitz. Sorry. Right, that's hard to say. Well, I want to say Jordan Joseph Levitz or something. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was trying to say, is like com co combining and making Jordan. It's about a pilot yeah. who uh, his his flight gets hijacked and the other pilot gets killed. Uh, one of the hijackers, he knocks out and ties up in the cockpit, but is still alive. But there's other hijackers on the plane and his girlfriend is also uh, a flight attendant in the back of the plane. He's locked in the cockpit. So it's a very suspense thriller drama about uh, a hijacking uh i recommend it it's pretty good 
overall, I'd probably give it a six. Um, one downside is there is some pretty bad acting, but this is, if you're if you're wanting to watch something that's like really suspenseful, this will do it for you. Cool. I have to ask you what the other movie I saw this week was because I have now looked twice over my papers and can find the title for it. Uh, bully, coward, victim. The story of something, something, someone. Yes. Sure. I didn't watch it. You just talked about it off off the air, right? Right. So this is a documentary that I want everybody to see. Like this is this. uh, If you are at all interested in American politics, if you are at at all interesting in the Russia Gate story, if you are all interested in. A gay rights issues. If you're all <laughs> at all is interested in anything that has to do with American history, this movie is fucking awesome. It is one of the best documentaries I have ever seen in my entire life. I think it is going to be clearly the winner of. Of the bracket of my best movies of this year. Wow, if, okay. If Dune, if Dune is extremely good or Tenant or ending. So far, it is my my favorite movie this far uh, year. I gave it a glowing 10 out of 10. It is fucking amazing. If you want to learn anything about McCarthyism, if you want to learn anything about, like, yeah, strong politics behind the, the scenes... And it's amazing. Loved it. Speaking of red baiting, uh, I saw a movie called Wasp Network on Netflix. It's about um, the Cold War and in the nineteen right after the Cold War in the nineteen nineties about an anti Castro like anti Cuban group of people in Miami who are trying to uh, overtake Cuba uh, from okay. American soil. So kind of related in a way um very interesting to watch it in this day and age when we're kind of we're literally back in some type of mccarthyism right now oh definitely cool is that everything you saw that was all the movies i saw oh i'd give it a seven uh it had penelope cruz in it um i like her right she's, she's very good in it and a few other people that you would know but maybe are not uh super name name brand so, Luke, are you ready to see what I predicted was going to be a horror movie and no nothing about? Okay. Let's see, baby tea. I need to ask you this. I'm trying to put some money together to get a bed in a shelter. I only got 50. 50? That's too much. I can't. Can Uh, no, no, no. 50 is okay. If I give you 50, you have to do something for me. It sounds Australian. Yeah. Is this a style? New yeah. Zealand, maybe? You look like a different person. What have you done with my daughter? I killed her. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? IFC again. You make a habit of Yeah, I like IFC films. younger than yourself. Oh, my God. Miller's obsessed with that boy. They're like the one people during the pandemic who didn't stop making movies. What are you looking at? Yeah. Piss off. Or at least releasing movies. Maybe I shouldn't say making oh, movies. God. I lost my hair. 
It looks cool. It's like way better than the one that I gave you. No. <laughs> I'll do anything. Can he please stay? Mila, he threatened me with a meat prong. He threatened my wife with a meat prong? <laughs> Moses! Henry, Henry! Mila should have the word. I've seen the dad in something before. I feel... I have no idea oh, that, what you're feeling. That hair is I cool. I can't feel anything because I can't breathe because you take up all the air. I think something in this your This looks face. super indie. Like, so yeah. indie. Oh, it's Ben Mendelsohn, for fuck's sake. That's who it is. Oh, okay. Oh, weird. Oh, I was like, where have I seen him before? I love Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> this is the worst possible parenting I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Baby Teeth, uh, a terminally ill teen, upsets her parents when she falls in love with a small-time drug dealer in her town. Uh, mm -hmm. 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes for a 76% on Metacritic, 88% of Google users liked it. Yeah. Toby Wallace, Alicia Shansane, never heard of. But yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. Really? I love this movie. When he's in creepy movies, it's very good. I went to the Google because that's extremely easy for me. Um, my sister's keeper 2.0. It was all right. Gave it three stars. Um, drama with a full comedy nominated for a Golden Lion. Gave it one star. That's funny. Uh, stunning uh, and its subtitled uh, performance. Extraordinary, passionate messaging, full stars of David Spencer. And Andrew Harville gave it five stars and said, Well, I thought, uh, thought uh, uh, out of the actors, writers, directors, all through it takes a while for the viewer to do the same. A tough situation for Milan and its parents could uh, happen to many of us. I hope it doesn't happen to any of us, being just a film uh, which drew was is directed well, added to well, and some uh, young actors which carries a lot of the film weight and depth. The photography was at least seen looking into an ocean and clouds, very good, as well as piano and violin music leading up to it. So he likes it. Well, I went to the IMDb. Like I said, there was no Facebook page, but uh, I looked f for a bad one, and now I'm reading the bad one that I got, and it's got spoilers in it, so I can't really read the bad one that I got. Okay, so... Uh, but Zargoth says, 10 out of 10, it's just perfect, it's funny, it's artistic, it's dark, it's beautiful. I always feel a perfect movie will make you laugh, cry, and fall in love with something. This film has so many moments you can tell... Oh, you can fall in love with. Uh, you are missing out if you don't take the time to enjoy this. That is so cool. Also coming out this week is a movie called Followed. Uh, this is a horror movie. 
and it's a found footage movie. A social media influencer and his video crew encountered true evil when they visit one of the most haunted hotels in America. 6.4 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72% of Google users liked it. It has nobody I know of in the roles. Another movie that came out, Miss Juneteenth. Uh, a former beauty queen and single mom per- uh, and single mom prepares her rebellious young teenage daughter for a Miss Juneteenth pageant. So it's like a a mom and a single mom and her daughter getting ready for a beauty pageant. Uh, it says it's got ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Throw five point nine out of ten Ooh. on IMDb, seventy three percent on Metacritic. Uh, Director Channing Godfrey Peoples. Cool. Hey, uh, look, you know what I did this week? What did you do? I went to Audible, and uh, uh, people can go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. I bought... The first, or well, the whole series of uh, the Wheel of Time uh, on uh, on Audible because that is one of my favorite book series of all time. It is fourteen fucking books, but <laughs> I I bought I bought the biggest bundle for a year with the twenty four books, you know, uh, for uh, whatever it is. Okay. Uh, I also yeah. Uh, so uh, 14 of them went <laughs> just to buy uh, the Wheel of Time series. I wow. love the Wheel of Time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot of content. You uh, how f- are you? Have you started it or? Yeah, yeah, I have started with book one. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> to to say a little about the book series of how big this book series really is. Uh, look. Uh, Book fourteen, right? The last book. Okay. Is four is forty one hours and seven uh, forty seven minutes. Jeez. That's the last. Yes. <laughs> That's the last book. Uh, let's see how how uh, big uh, the eye of the world is. Uh, book one, twenty nine hours and fifty seven minutes. Look. Yeah, that's a lot of content. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go to audibletrial.com uh, forward slash another digital citizen and get your free book. Uh, what other plugs? I let's plug your other podcast, that wrestling show. Yeah, check it out. Where we talk about bad wrestling. Uh, we talked about, uh, of course, uh, we talked about uh, the accusations of. Uh, the wrestlers coming out. We also covered one of the most shifty pay-per-views in the world. So, fun times. Last Let's week. talk a little bit, bit about this sexual assault accusations against many sure. wrestlers. And not, and not only wrestlers, uh, people just involved in the wrestling business as well. Right. Uh, what do you think about this? Um, yeah, because it's not just coming from one place. It's like all over the world. There's people in the UK. Is kind of where it started, right. as I'm to understand it. Is that correct? Yes. And, so, and it uh, spread we have, around. So we have a list here. Uh, 
Jim Cornette, Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream, Darby Allen, Marty Scrolley, uh, The King Family, Rich Colorado, David Starr, Dave Christ, Martin Siki, Sammy Cuarto, uh, Rob Bernstein, yeah. Will Ospreay, uh, Shaina Rias, Dan Muff, Mark Haggerty, Kirk White, Aaron Epic, Russian Payne, uh, Russell Payne, uh, Chasey Reynolds. Race. You will take Jimmy Havoc, yeah, uh, Trent Seven, Mark Paz, Perry, Wolfgang, David Lagana, uh, Jordan Devlin, Jack Gallagher, Byron Wilcott, Joe Coffey, Congo Kong, Scotty Davis, Justin Roberts, Bull James, Travis Banks, Legiro, uh, James Ellsworth, and Joey Ryan. Um, some of those names are yeah. bigger than others. Some of them aren't even wrestlers. Some of them, like... Uh, yeah, Jim Cornette. And Dave Lagana are not even right. wrestlers. They're uh, people who work with wrestlers. Uh, some of them, accusations are more serious than others as far as some are rape, some are, um, you know, se sexual assault of other types. N I have not seen anything that's been proven against any of these men or, right. you know, as far as proven, proven things. But this is a big story that I'm sure you on your wrestling podcast are going to continue to follow probably as well as us if, if it continues. Uh, should we talk about uh, the Michael Flynn case? Right. This just is happening right now, so I'm sure we're going to cover this probably on the news next week. So we can just talk about it really quick. It's saying here, appeals court orders lower judge to throw out the Michael Flynn case uh, the Federal Appeals Court in Washington ordered a lower court judge to dismiss the case against former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. That ruling followed earlier arguments by Flynn's attorney that the matter had become mute after both the Justice Department asked, as they and the Justice Department had asked for the case to be dropped. If you remember, this was after we found right. out that the FBI set him up Um to lie to them. They they had planned on trying to get him to lie so that they could arrest him. Yeah, this case uh, thing is just extremely weird and it's uh, definitely something we will keep an eye on. Anything in the Jeremy round, Luke? Uh, let's go to that Twitch uh, video you sent me. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's see, not very long, but let's go ahead and... Who is nope. this? Marbles on stream. Okay. Okay. Give me a countdown. In three. In three, two, one, play. Oh, it's a, it's a podcast. Got it. Another digital citizen. Oh, it's a, it's a podcast. Got it. Another <laughs> digital citizen. Okay, we played that twice. Yeah. <laughs> she says her name. <laughs> we're famous. <laughs> right, and uh, let's see how many people were watching while that was happening. Is there a place where it says? Oh, a lot. Okay. Uh, I think it was uh, I think it was one hundred and seventeen or something like that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. She's a very good friend, and we are. I I I can't I can't I can't tell anybody but yet, but. We are working on maybe getting one of uh, Twitch bigger streamers to come on here. At least I'm working at it. Right. <laughs> behind Luke's back. <laughs> behind the scenes and behind my back. Um, yes. I mean, 
We like sometimes we have things in the works and we don't want to talk about them because we don't know if it's going to work out or not. Um, <laughs> the other thing I saw this week, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is apparently hiding in Paris. Did you see this? Uh, no, I didn't. That yeah, some people um, tracked her down apparently hiding in Paris. Uh, hmm. uh, probably she. I'm guessing by now she's gone and in another country. <laughs> but uh, I'm guessing that as well. But yes, uh, that whole thing is still going on. We saw another article that I sent you about the whole Epstein thing and how um, it seems like what's happening is there is some kind of te uh, testimony by her, by Ghislaine Maxwell, that is out there and uh, like it's written down and it has corroborating evidence uh, of her saying other people who were allegedly involved in this trafficking scheme. And some of these mm -hmm. names are big time names, um, you know, including Prince Andrew and other people uh, around the world, uh, including Israeli prime minister. It says here, Ehad Barak Fro, uh, as well as the head of Victoria's Secret. Uh, so if that comes out, that's definitely something we're also going to be covering next week. Wow. That is so weird. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of YouTube things or anything. I saw Dude Perfect uh, doing a uh, uh, golf battle. That was funny. I like Dude Perfect sometimes. Sometimes it's very bad. but it Yeah, I think sometimes they just they ham it up a little too much. Like it's a little too fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I prefer, uh, who are the guys that drop stuff off of that 45 meter tower? Right. Yes. Those guys are I a little agree. more, they're like dude. Perfect. But I, I think they're a little more real. Uh, but, uh, I saw a video on, on, uh, a YouTube channel. I have never heard of before, uh, called brave wilderness where they put, uh, uh, snake blood into human blood uh, or, or, or or human blood into snake blood to see how it interacts with... In, it, into with a snake? The, okay. Uh, no, into venom oh. from a snake. Yeah. Oh, to see how it in, interacts with, uh, with the blood cells. That was extremely interesting. Uh, How Ridiculous is the name of that channel where they drop... How Ridiculous, Where yes. they drop shit. I think it's... They're Australian guys, right? Yes, yeah. they are, yeah. Very funny guys. Yeah, no, other than that, I haven't really seen or heard anything <laughs> interesting to uh, talk well, about. We talked at the end of the show last week about how one of PewDiePie's videos got b blocked in America, and right. just a couple days ago, in his video, he said that it would be up. In America soon, so. Ah, did you see it, by the way? I have seen it, yes. Uh, I yeah, found yeah. it um, on my own, but he said that they were working on getting it worked out for people in America. I don't know if it's up now or, or available or not, so. Uh, the reviews of uh, Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, has been very good today. Uh, the embargo is up and uh, it looks like it's going to be very good. I am super, super excited to see this movie. You have no fucking clue. We are going to talk about it next week. I promise you, listeners. Oh, and Peace Anna. That happened on YouTube as well. 
Oh yeah, peace. Oh my, you told me about that. That was so disgusting and so funny. <laughs> but they had said when they did the first sauna video, we're, as soon as the, we were released from quarantine, we're go- the first video we're going to do is that. And they right. they promised it and they delivered. So I got to give them that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's everything. That's Don't everything. So? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Long show. My name is my name is Hot Fro. Uh, what's your name? My name is Hot Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.